0: Audio Frontier This is Football Daft With Stephen Purden Midfield Dynamo, and average actor Chris Toll Target Man, suspicious character And
1: With a Stevenson
2: Welcome to Football Daft, the Daft Scottish Football Podcast around. I'm Stephen Purden and let's welcome the starting lineup. First, a man who this week introduced the football daft team to the word Churney. It's Chris Alright,
3: Chris, what's happening? It
2: was Churney. Churney, right? My
3: mate, I remember I was sitting at an Albion Govers game, right? And my mate Star was sitting behind us and he's shouting, Get out of Moore. He's having a churny. <laughs> Right, and I'm like a chummy. What the hell? And I turned and I was like, Wait, "What are you talking? He's a He's like, "Ah, oh, he's shite. He's having a terrible game." <laughs> ever since then, ever since then, whenever um, anybody's having a bad game of football, I always go, I "Can't you having a chummy?" <laughs> so when well, you know, you know, back can't. from Dubai,
2: I had a few chummies, man. I'm telling
0: you. now, a man who didn't know the meaning of the word haddie. It's great, though. He's a huddy. He's, he's a, a huddy. <laughs> oh, he's having a huddy. He's a huddy and a half.
4: Who's oh, this buddy oh. we've signed? I just <laughs> imagine John sitting at uh, uh, Falkirk. just trying He's a hardy like, he's a hardy. Three goals in thirty six appearances, <laughs> <laughs> like Cool at a YouTuber look. Look at my chair. Hi guys, welcome to the channel. <laughs> <Hey. Yeah.
3: laughs> you like
4: want <how> to do unbox? <laughs> an unboxing video for I us? Know. I'm sure there is something I could
3: unbox to him. <laughs> <laughs> us shake this in here. Hey boys, what has been up to this week. This week has been a bit of a a, a bit of a quiet one for me, to be Aye. honest with you. Um, I fucking just kept myself in myself, To be honest, I had to had to remove myself from the the goldfish bowl of society for a wee while, because to be honest with you, the negativity that has been about it has been fucking brutal. But um, apart from that, just <laughs> the garden, enjoying this this weather today is tremendous, isn't it, man? so no, I, I'm so happy we're doing the podcast, man. And I know, I'm it. so happy I'm, I'm, I'm closed up in a living room doing a podcast
4: when it's 28 degrees outside. Uh, you want to hear something that, that's, that could be possibly happening in my family?
3: Aye.
4: Uh, you know how I've got my dog Cooper and uh, my dad's got a dog called Jeannie? Aye. Cooper's a
3: isn't
4: he? It looks like Jeannie's been caught.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no wonder, your dog was I, running we with a stone off for a week.
4: I know, and but my dad has honestly done everything to separate them apart. And the mobile pregnancy guy came yesterday.
0: <laughs> <and> <laughs> what? And a a there's a guy that
4: goes about with a computer mate, and it's like a laptop, and on he the drives end of it,
2: about and he's got like, a phone. He just phone the number, and he drives to your door. You he drives to
4: your door. You pay him 40, 40 notes, and he comes in, man, and he, he he rubs the dog's belly with that gel and does the scan on it. See, like my first baby scan, can look like that. Right. That's what he does, man, and he looks in it, man, and look. By the way, this is no confirmed. Just, just to let you know, in case my father is after, he's not telling everybody. Why don't we?
3: Money? Why don't we put one up as a prize for a draft?
4: <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the thing, he's going to come back next week, so it's not actually confirmed. I really, really hope not, because I feel sorry for my father, man.
2: So, so this best. mobile pregnancy guy, man, is he
4: goes about. He does sheep. He does dogs. Does he, he date for humans? Cows. He does it for cows. Aye, aye. I bet says, does he
2: date for humans? You bet he does it for cows. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> you, better uh, did it- you better cut it out. You <laughs> it <laughs> Does he date for humans? Aye. He does it for cows.
4: <laughs> Obviously, I never heard Mr. Christopher To say that, but I don't know if it can pick up uh, human bellies. Human, human babies. But he's getting <laughs> busy right enough. Do you know what I mean? The guy came for fucking Coast Bridge or something like Aye, fuck's Is it Coast Bridge? Is that aye, Coast Bridge? Coat Bridge? No, no, it was somewhere in Fife. Oh, Coast Bridge bad. or something
3: like that. That's
4: even further than Coat Bridge then. That's Fim, t- what I'm saying aye, had an axe you're going, you'll never do any wrestling in this world, or will you know? Oh, I tell you what,
3: Grado, this Wayne's had a journey. <laughs> aye, a couple of haddies are getting burr. Aye,
1: <laughs> you're going
3: to have a couple of haddies running about your ankles in a few months. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what about
2: football? That's what I mean, you'll see. Paul. That yeah. is an absolute shocker. I, this, know. I mean Dundee United just got promoted hearts relegated, you don't know, but now he's gone to fuck he's got hearts. But I, don't I know. think he, I think
3: he knows that league better than anybody Aye. else and I think that's why that they've done it. Because he he coasted that league with hearts the last time. He coasted it with Dundee United last season. But exactly. uh, what what well she is, I think that could be a wee bit of an indicator that there might be reconstruction on the Cubs. Right, well, hold
4: on, has Stendhal now got a thing in his contract where he needs to go if they're relegated or whatever? Yes. Right, but, so what, imagine that something happened and then they're left with Stendhal, could that, is that a
3: possibility? Well, they've already paid Stendhal off, because at this point they are relegated. Right. So I, nice. I don't think I don't think Stendhal wants a job anyway, to be honest no, with you. No. But what what I've got the, the sticking point for me here is Harless Furlough, all, all of their staff, all of their playing staff, they ask the fans for money and then they come round and pay off the manager that they don't want to be there. For no. me that's a wee bit that's muddy in the waters for me a wee bit there. I don't know I don't know if he's
2: agree with me. But I day um, I day but I day what you said man, I think it is a wee indication that reconstruction might I just, I find that a very I don't know, bizarre move man, it's like a rip-up and start again with Hearts gone down, but Dundee United are a big club, they're choking uh-huh. back in the big time, they've been out of the big league for too long, they're a massive fan base massive club, and then, so are Hearts but Hearts are in it's like two ends of the spectrum, Hearts are gone fucking down the pan, Dundee United have been brought back to life, and he's just come back that way, so, I don't know I don't know. He's a nice guy. I maybe they could see the one here. What?
1: What happened?
4: <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, uh, this was about 3 or 4 in the morning. Lovely big guy. Lovely big gentleman.
3: But see, see what you're saying there about the fact that he's left and in the UK. Right. Right you're looking at some of the names that have, have been mentioned for to replace him. And i tell you what, man. Jack, funny, right? He He's going to Rangers. <laughs> <behind
2: me. laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about, mate. Now, exactly. what, what's happen- when's this happening? Like, wait. Ah, listen, we'll don't worry. Get
1: we'll get
2: to that. Once reconstruction's out of the way, we'll we'll talk
3: more about that, right? Uh, but what about Craig Levine, the boss on Craig Levine? Well <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> he's coming my life and we United are looking for a manager. Aye. Seriously? <laughs> aye, aye. He he's flung his hat in the ring, man. He's pure wanting. Let's be honest, man. Scottish is a world place Craig Levine, man. He's a, you want him back in football, because his interviews are cracking, ain't not they? Right. What about the old Claudio Brava? What'd you think of him? What you think? Of him?
3: Well, I think me and you discussed this yesterday, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the that guy he's after
4: wall, isn't he? Big shovel for horns, by the way, but that's what you want. Is he a big shovel?
3: man. He carry a hod over his shoulder. Anyway, listen. Uh, uh, for me, he's not the right idea. If I'm, if I'm a Celtic uh, manager, came along along the way, Celtic apparently made a bid for, for McLaughlin just before Rangers signed him. I'd I'd be looking round about that. That right. I would definitely go for Joe Lewis for Aberdeen because the any time he's played against us, he's had an absolute stormer. Uh, same against Rangers as well. He always does well against Rangers as well, and I think he's ready to take the step up to, to a bigger team. What about Bain? I don't know, man. I would keep him. I, I, Scott Bain for me is a good goalie, but we he would probably be first choice if we did bring in uh, Lewis. But mm. everybody wants Fraser Foster back, man. I, that wee half season of Fraser Foster there, like fucking, it, it's gutted us for the for the next few year because. I, you know he's he's capable of winning games on his own, and can you say that about about uh, Scott Bain and can you say that about Joe Lewis? You know what I mean.
4: And he what does. is the deal with Craig Gordon? As, as I heard, that it was about an eighty percent deduction in wages for a new contract.
3: Oh. Well, he, he was on a, He was on a pretty decent deal, I think, and I think he knows he's not going to be number one choice. So Celtic have kind of offered him a new deal. To me, it looks like it's a token gesture. And uh, they knew that he wasn't going to take it, and they want these wages after books. And you know it's it's business. It's business, and uh, it's a fame. He, he, he was a good servant for the club. Again, another goal that done really well for us. But everybody reaches that time where it's time to move on. Unfortunately for him, it's just the season um, before they got the opportunity to go for ten in a row. So uh, it's all it's all been happening. Johnny Hayes is away and all he's a ever been. You know what I mean? That's okay. uh, that's a good deal for him. It'll, He'll get played in his correct position And again like I said last week Guaranteed score against Rangers Celtic Oh aye Back I can't, uh, And do
1: you
3: know what score.
2: It, It'll not even be tap either It'll be 35-yard how aye, aye. aye We'll see And buddy when, I was arguing my mate all day He's at What we doing signing John McLaughlin What's that all about I think he's a decent signing for Rangers For backup. decent He's What's up? happening then? Is Fodderingham out in his arse or what? F- off. Ah, Bobby, Bobby off. McCrory's going back out on loan, I think, but he's signed a new deal. But he's going back out on loan. So we're still left. Almick's away. So we're left with McGregor number one. I'm assuming McLaughlin will be number two. And we've still get Firth there as well. So
1: right.
2: I think we're pretty sorted there. And McCrory... That's I think the squads are going to
3: look so different at the start of next season? Have you watched any of the footballs been on? I've I watched the Liverpool game last night. They were tremendous. And how are he, you? How he's watching
2: the football? I've got the sound, the crowd noise on. Hmm. Aye, aye, me too. Mm-hmm.
3: Aye. Yeah,
4: as aye. It, once, after a, after a wee while, you first of all you just you you listen to it for the let's listen to the guy changing it and hearing the wee bits aye. and bobs. But once that wears off in it, it just becomes normal, doesn't it? Really? Aye, aye.
3: aye. aye. Do you think it's like a DJ, something like that. It's mental, <laughs> man.
2: Switching between fucking tracks when it no, goes up. In the I don't have to go to Eyebrocks, that, and park today, man. Sitting there, <laughs> fucking right right track, not that. That's
5: right, I. You did DJ but, fit my background, didn't you, John? Sometimes I do, aye, aye. Tell aye. Aye. me the grunge have DJ it. Well, oh, I've just did the DJ at the family stand at Ibrox I took took the money for the angels. How'd you get? How'd you get
4: a job doing that?
5: I just through my just through my mate just playing tunes for the kids, and you know, from the Eyebrocks, just went, "Okay, a guy." Pretty much. You said not we are and all that. Aye, ah, introduced Broxy Bear, <laughs> play a bit of Penny Arcade. Simply the best. That way came up the road—that's. Is... Jing the boy. The boy that done it before you. Uh,
3: Dave King was like, Megan, I did have misconceptions
2: me." Right, troops. So that's all our talking points for old football this week. But now let's speak to a man who has more contacts than a book optician It's Chris Toll and it's his rumour mill.
3: <laughs> Alright lads, again Sorry about last week Turns out that my my, my source was Leading me up the garden path
2: again Aye, mate, let's say say somebody mate, let's say, right Somebody got in touch right And said that M&D's has come out Of administration so it doesn't look likely That the Jockstein Stadium As you revealed last week will be built on the site Would you like to respond to this Chris? Well
3: this is the thing um, at M&D's apparently decided that they wanted to they wanted to retain the area. So do you remember where the Canvas Line site where Celtic were supposed to build their stadium? Yes. That's where the Jockstein Stadium is going now. Yes. Anyway, right, so we'll move away from that. Right. This one is on, I've got this on good authority. Barcelona have been looking for feeder clubs throughout Europe and Sterling Albion are gonna be the next for Barcelona. Beavis. It's going to work. It's going to work both ways. Barcelona are going to give Sterling Albion loads of players on loan. That'll hopefully get them yeah. through the leagues up into the Premier League. And then once the players reach that level, where Barcelona want to take them, they'll take them back. And it's it's mind blowing because there's there's so many different clubs that they could have went for, but they've seen that apparently they've seen some sort of potential in Sterling Albion. I don't know where it is, yeah. but it's. It's amazing for me. It's amazing. Obviously, I tell you, I've got, I've got links to Sterling, and it's, it's hurting me, heart harping my, my heart. That's because Stirling and Albion are now going to go into the stratosphere of Scottish yeah. football, and the Shire are
2: struggling down in the, the west, the west leagues. If this oh. is, I mean, could you see the Beano probably in about three, four year away to Selig Park? Away to Ibrooks, so like four points ahead in the league, all And Well, you know, it's a, it's not, it's not too much, yeah. I mean, you look at
3: Gretna when they had Aye. when they had a bit of backing I mean, and stuff they, like that. Hey, come on, they had the good doctor. that I will. I mean, Albion may have sent you a doctor, you know what I mean? They, Up front, uh, but there you go. That's that's that, that, rumour for the day. That doesn't
4: that doesn't surprise me either that Barcelona have picked in Albion because they've already kind of uh, made the foundations for. Hospitality and hosting events. I wrestled Jack Jester that's still in Albion's Park, in the middle of middle of the the, the pitch. There you go, yeah. man. There you
3: yeah, go. Man,
4: it's for thought,
2: on it. Thumbs up, mate.
5: Is there is there a connection, Chris, between Barcelona and still in Albion? Is there something well, connection? I, it I it? think yeah. I think uh, Steve Archibald's got a lot to do that's
3: with it. it. Um, right. Steve, Steve Archibald's. they been the go between between the two clubs. And it, you know, it sounds completely ludicrous, but I'm telling you now, it's absolute fact.
0: Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. It's now time to thank our sponsors, G4 Claims. So let's thank
4: them in person as we welcome company director, Mr. Jim Muir. Thank you
1: very much.
3: I'm
4: going
1: to do my joke of the week. Oh, <laughs> right in there. Right, there's a man lying sunbathing in a nudist beach. Um, so, to avoid getting his genitals bumped, he decides to put a hat over them. When a lady walks past and says, if you were a gentleman, you would lift that hat. <laughs> 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 I'm
3: not sure we can use that one
1: in <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how is
2: that I don't yeah. <laughs> The thing is, if we use it, our sponsors aren't going to be offended. Because it's not fun. <laughs> that's, <a> that's, <laughs>
1: that's a good
0: point. That's
2: a good point.
3: So <laughs> Jim, <laughs> what the hell is G4 claims going to tell me about it? Tell us all about it.
1: Need four claims, right? We're a non-fault accident managing company. We help people that's involved in non-fault accidents or so by supplying them with replacement vehicles, getting their car repaired without having to pay the cost of the repair. We can pay that for them and claim it back from the negligence the third party. If you're injured in the accident, we're assist with you with the accident, putting you on your solicitor and getting your you're going to get claim compensation for you. We also don't take anything off your settlement so you get full money from the solicitor straight to you. So, why don't you call G4 Claims on 01698 G4 Claims. Come on, Gredo, You're Not G4 like claims. claims. Maybe. Oh, Boom.
0: Football dafts. Big question.
2: Right, now we're going to use the word that Gredo just learned this week. As on this week's big question, we want to know, who's the biggest haddie that has played for your team? Just to translate that, who's the worst
4: player? They've Played for your side straight off the bat right away. I just think, oh, Marc Sadiq, <laughs> every time, every time. I just, I just, oh, of the noise? Pictures on Instagram with his big Mercedes, and all, it's, not, it's not his fault that's what he gets paid, but just that, that, that game in the, the semi cup final against Aberdeen. I remember actually watching them in a friendly against Wigan, and they actually counted a goal that half, I think, uh, who were they playing, Wigan. I hang a hat the Wigan player. Or was it Portsmouth. I can't remember either way. It was a friendly, and he took the plaudits for the goal. He was fucking nowhere near it. Aye, um, and he came on. He came on as a sub near the start of the season. And on, I was like, "Wow, man! who, who is this guy, man? He is horrific. Has he been fucking? Aye. It was like he won a competition. we going apart. It was as if it was the first time playing. his first time playing football. Aye, it was brutal. Was it, was it like when
3: was it like Graham Sunnis signed? George Ware's cousin.
2: Aye. I was no four after that. It was brutal. It was brutal. Well, but you and Steve, he was the worst put in. Your opinion is the worst play for Rangers. Do you remember we signed an Argentinian forward called Federico Nieto? Aye. <laughs> in
4: fact. <laughs>
2: I do yeah, I'm making a peaceful night. Did, did you you a on his debut or something? But he yeah, was brutal, man. He was brutal. I had to give him an end that, mate. He was brutal, man. He comes to mind, but kind of. He comes to mind would you call him comes to Pucho mind? Mitchell, even though he fucking won a Champions League medal, but Dan Egan. Oh Aye. comes to mind. And um, Shadiq comes to mind as well. There's quite a few. Mm-hmm. There's been a few. Aye. Aye. And by, by the, the way, way,
4: way, for the first part of Alan Hutton's career, you were thinking he was where did we get this guy for? And then he actually came on to be a really good player for that 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 the start of that
3: season in two thousand and seven. Um good right. Goto. Oh fucking hold on to my bag of me mate. <laughs> We've had some some players who should have been brilliant but were absolutely dreadful. Freddie Onberg. Mm-hmm. Um, remember we signed Colin Kaz and Richards? For Aye. fuck's sake. Carlton Cole. Mm-hmm. Big D on Dublin was a big chip, wasn't he? We've seen all the,
4: the oldest the oldest <laughs> player for Celtic. To get a league start when it? it was Deion Did he not come when he was like 37, 38. I think he was 36, yeah. run about 36, 37, so mate. I scored
2: in a cup know final for his life. Well. Remember we signed Jonas Turn? Scored, you know, uh, scored, scored that, you scored a great goal, day. mate. But oh, he never done it. Mm-hmm. He, he was poor. Mm-hmm. That was, was
3: a great goal, he was scored, wasn't it? That was I a great see, goal. It, it was like Ray Wilkins' goal. It was, it was a lot like that. It was a wee bit like that. Right, Uh, right, so, we've we've had a few uh, punters phoning in. Yeah, the phone done. Throw me after. Right, sorry, lads. We've had a few listeners and a few viewers um, timing in on this one. We've got Raiden, who says it's Devan Yevarth last with about 14 games. (laughs) Finally landing him, and then he performed exceptionally badly at Newcastle. Fucking awful.
4: Right. I remember buzzing when we signed him as well.
2: He scored a belter against the Johnson member. I
4: mean, Aye. He mm-hmm. But,
2: nah, just okay. another one. Kind of falls in the same bracket as Jonas Tern in that. You sign him and you go, he's got to be a player, but it just turns out. I mean, did he not play in the World Cup that summer as well? Aye. 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 Aye he was a World Cup
3: winner,
2: wasn't he? World Cup winner. Aye. He signed him and Charbonnier at the same time, didn't he, Charbonnier was brilliant, man. Right, ball, 1990s, his hearts had a few under Romanov. Nergius Barras was the worst I can mind and there was even a song about him asking if he was a bricky.
4: The Livingston K he says Esteban Casigolda at Motherwell think a blind donkey could have produced better.
3: I've got Aiden it says Lucas Bumstig Bir- what the fuck? I am sorry uh, I'm sorry Aiden I can't pronounce that name mate. I've no idea. I've never even Birnstein. heard of it Right, I'll have a go at it right. Lucas Bumsting
4: Bernstein Bernstein
3: Bernstein-o. Right uh, Shortly for the game Against the he Conceded five goals Including one from The opposition keeper Got <laughs> sent off And then fucked off
2: Back to Canada And <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant Conceded five goals Fuck this I'm going up the road Wait to Canada I'm, I'm, going, I'm going back home eh? right. okay. Doogie Manson Between Marcus Taber And Denon Lewis For Falkirk With the Haddies Oh <laughs> they <were laughs> Definite Haddies was he a hardy on Love Island or no?
4: Aye. Aye, he was in for a bit, a cup of coffee. Aye. He was at the throwaway house, a halfway house. What do you call it? Oh, oh, casa de via. What'd you call it?
2: Casa del mar. Aye, would you call would you call that where they go out? They come. Nicola. Where's your other, what's your other house in Love Island called? Casa amor. Casa amor. Well, he
1: It was bro. in casa
4: amor, and they get more that, more that watch watch never I get that picked.
1: That. <laughs>
4: Okay. No, I, I know that we watch That shite now no, no. so we'll uh,
3: Next one shows, Sideshow Bob And I can back This one up Do we
4: Daryl McVeigh And Michael McMillan Says Eric the Jemba Jemba
2: At St Mirren Aye He played for He don't play for Manu as well Aye. Aye. He, signed him, he signed
4: him
2: for Manu, Didn't he Right and we've got Greg Linton I'm at Rangers. Mm, aye.
4: Don't have very good memories. Nah.
3: Kieran, Kieran, McBride, Raphael Shay, the only man who was summed up by his own name. <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs>
2: correct. Mm-hmm.
4: Derek Johnson, here's another one that that again I was so excited that we signed. The Fox in the Box, Everton number nine, Franny Jeffers. I don't How think bad. he even scored a goal. He never scored a goal,
2: did he? No. Nah. nah. Terrible. Alan Rafael Quentin Jacobs at Thistle. Thistle.
6: <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs> <laughs> like when we spoke about this yesterday This is the first person That sprang to mind for me actually Scott Marshall Played one game for Celtic And it was the game Rangers won The league at Parkhead in 1999 Hopeless
4: well, I would never have guessed that oh. He That guy who played for Celtic In that game That's that's funny Big thank
2: you uh, to everybody For sending in there Shite players <laughs> Or as John calls them Haddies,
0: Haddies. Haddies. Football daft with G4 Claims, been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com Do you guys know what a VPN is? Do you?
3: <laughs> no, you're going to say that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Explain to his boob about a VPN is.
2: <laughs> Come on. Right. A VPN is a virtual private network which protects privacy and security and one of the best out there is Express VPN. I use it. You use it, right? Eh? But yep. did you know that you can also use Express VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries? Yep, I know that. A lot of us have been stuck inside, so starting to run out of the stuff to watch on Netflix. Don't know what to watch on Netflix. You've watched all the box sets. But if you use ExpressVPN, you can get access to hundreds more films and TV series from Netflix libraries across the world using your login, including America, Canada, and Australia. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the country you fancy, refresh Netflix, and that's it. And the good thing is, as well as that, Express VPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located.
3: But see the thing is it's not just Netflix, mate. It's Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. See anything that is destination locked? If you've got an Express, if you Express VPN, you can access that anywhere in the world, and they'll think that you're in the UK. It's what we're using a lot. of Expats use it and stuff like that, and it's uh, it's great for for keeping up with you, like. Stuff that, maybe, stuff that you maybe can't get here. You know what I mean? So there are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason that we use ExpressVPN on Football Daft is there's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD without any issues. It's also compar- uh, compatible with all your devices, your phones, your media consoles, PlayStation, Xbox, smart TVs and more. You can watch what you want on a personal device or on your big telly, whatever you are. So just visit our link right now at expressvpn.com forward slash daft. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash daft and get three months extra for free.
0: The Legends Lottery on Football
6: Daft.
3: Football Daft, um, it's our mission. To find the legends of yesteryear and the cult of heroes of Scottish football, um, each week one of the teams, each
1: week, each week,
3: <laughs> one of the team is tasked with finding a former legend in the game and getting them on the show. Then it's up to you, to rate how you out of five the guest was. On the leaderboard, Gredo's still on zero. Stevens on seven point yes. six, and, and before last week, I was sitting on six point one, but. What is my score now after the return of the legend that is Ewan Cameron to the show? John, can you tell me how much I got?
5: Well, as usual, Ewan's divisive. Lots of people giving him a 5, loads of people giving him a 0. So, Uh, pretty much, you end up about in the middle. Ewan surprisingly got a 3.1. Oh, so
6: that's
5: me on 9.2 then.
3: Yeah, top of the leaderboard floor I, now. I go back to the talk, Stevie boy. Right. Go back to the talk. Like, listen, it's your turn this week. <laughs> depends, potential, you the potentially at the
2: tables if you managed to get somebody this week. Yeah, I'll tell you Zeno, so right? I've got somebody, right? right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go old school after that fast last week. I'm gonna actually get a football player on. Wait a minute, hold on a second. Right, right, to I'm, be fair.
3: Ewan Cameron
4: is a
2: legend of Scottish football. That's true. He's not a footballer. Legend of Scottish football. Right, so this week, this week, I tapped into my contacts. I gave Big Bob Malcolm a phone, right? I says, right, I want to get this guy on, right? My legend's lot, I've got on. This guy, when Rangers were in the lower leagues, he was an absolute honfe. He was a fucking goal machine. He was an old school forward. Done the damage against us time and time again. John Daly. No, I've actually played in this guy's testimonial, right? In a Rangers Legends Select, but we'll talk about when it comes on, right? But I know who else. Toll... Hold on a 2nd
3: You're talking about you and Cameron, not being a legend of Scottish football, and you're playing in a Rangers Legends game. All you've done is sit in the fucking stand and eat hot dogs, which makes you a Rangers legend. Oh wait.
2: That's not, the my, that's not the day with my guy going,
3: but mate. Oh, I thought guy. you
4: said it was a Rangers player in the third division.
2: Oh, no. Oh, I know who it is. You oh, always kidding. mention this. You always mention him. Aye, ah, he's a good player, man. He's a good player. So, will I reveal now? I will just get him on. Is he waiting? I know who it is. I will let you guess.
4: Do you know who it is, Pipto? I don't, mate.
2: No. Derek Lyle. Correct. Yeah! Oh. It was connecting. There we go. There we go. That's it, that's it. Oh, and your bar there, mate, aye.
6: Being <laughs> locked in lockdown, you need to get a bar, don't you? <laughs> oh, that looks minted, mate. That bar. You're invited anytime once this clears up, pal. Aye, mate. Uh, you're no you're no far for me anyway, ain't you know. Bishop Briggs one and driving, didn't
2: you? Aye. Yep. Mate, my brother just texted us here. He just says it's a screenshot come up, a memory on his phone. Three years ago today, it was your testimonial. Is that right? Three years ago, it was a fortnight. Mate, it's
6: not it? I know, mate, I know. What's happening anyway? locked lockdown treating you? We've been fine, to be honest. The only thing is, we've got a pub, in me, So the pub's been obviously closed since then, and that's a wee bit hard knowing what was happening with that. But we got word yesterday that we're going to be opening on the 15th of July, so we'll just try to get things, new carpets, and i just try to tidy up before it opens again because there's after three months, start to smell stale and all that, because we've not even been allowed in it. Now and again, just to collect your letters and that bit. Aye. So we need to we need get it um, up to a standard again, so I'll keep us busy for the next few weeks. Have you got a beer Was garden or that? I have, I but to be honest, I'm in the middle of a scheme, so I don't know if it's a good idea to open a beer <laughs> garden. Or... Well, uh, yeah. that's the thing if you've got a beer garden, I think you can open on the 6th of July, is that alright? You can aye But see my beer garden's no big But I've got a big um, car park And it says I could use that as well But I'm postal melting The bad idea <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's a fair point
3: aye Opening the 6th Shut down the
6: 7th <laughs> <laughs> We just leave it until um, Until we get to the stage That we can open inside Outside aye. It's more room for people, You know what I mean We've all crammed in the same bit It's not a good idea
2: Aye defo mate Defo Right, mate, just talking about before you came on there, right? How did Rangers know sign you were in
6: the whole leagues? This is a story for you. I actually asked my agent, Tom Callahan, he asked my when they went down. I would play for nothing. Right. I, said, I was obviously a Rangers man and I would love yeah. I would love to have played for them. Um, just to go there and play. I said I'd play for nothing. I know that when they come up the leagues, they would have been looking for a wee bit better quality and the SPL, obviously trying to win. Challenge for the, for the leagues And that But I'd be happy I'd to would in the, the old leagues But it wasn't it to be they brought, they brought like Kenny Mullers And Chris Boys And that And good players So it just wasn't it be for me
2: Because mate Every time we played geez man Like me and my mates Would be sitting there Watching it Every time we came up You said that right good outfit Then Queen of South Remember it came to the Playoff game against Rangers Well we bro, Played his off the park That night But mate You just You scored all the time I
6: was like How are we no signing him well, I wish, I wish it. I wish it. Happened for me, mate. I wish it did. I wish it would have harmed just to pull O-O in the jersey, but as I said, it wasn't AB But you I never. Just, him, I was just law When I played against it, was just another team at the end of the day. When you were playing against them, and you support them when you won it. so aye. You just wonder how many other players done the same thing, didn't you? When you hear that, and
4: and what Mc Coy's went, he's went, nah, no, I'm stuck. I'm going for some Daza. You know what I mean? No, this can't carry on. <laughs> I mean, you think in, in hindsight. No, I mean he, he says he, he was only aiming Holmes last week, and I think he was talking about it. He said he never regretted it But I definitely think That's what he should have done He should have all, all Hungry guys like you Do you know what I mean That knew the leagues Inside it That would have been up for it Rather than for, you, to Collect a fucking I, you know I, I mean
6: I reckon I reckon there's a lot A lot of people Similar to myself That would have went in And done a job For a Aye. For a free, the price And I know I know Not taking nothing away From my question I know what he's tried today He's tried to get Like your Kenny Muller's And just for the For the Through the leagues And going to SPL But he could have probably Done me a few people in a standard of myself and through the leagues just to get not, them up in. not just that as well,
3: Derek. See when see when you think about it, right? She spent gain Kenny Miller, let's say twenty five grand a week, right? Gain Kevin Kyle a fortune, gain John Daly a fortune, right? And then there's a player that guarantees goals. He's often obviously they wouldn't have allowed you to play for nothing, but that's that's what you're saying, you know. Um it would have set Rangers in good stead going forward as well financially. You know, you look at the amount of money That they spent to get up back into the Premier League It's crazy
6: Well, that was the thought That was thought behind them Thinking that they'll not want to go out and spend the crazy money To go to the third division I get it, when they got to the Championship, by the way It's a hard league right. You probably step up there and go I'm going for the better Kenny Muller's and all that, I'm going for there But third and second division We could kind I of got to out of that Players that have played in the Championship kind of thing And, and kept the wage ball doing think, well, Definitely when, Championship, you're no guaranteed nothing As they found out And, and ha- you know what I mean It's not it's, no, it's no a given in the championship and Then you could go and do it But the first two years I think they could have done it Definitely mate, definitely How things at Peter Heed do now? He? Brilliant, they've been good with me mate It's ever since I went up there I know it's a, it's a travel But they, they pick you up in the minibus And take you up there If you're playing up there They put you in a hotel on the Friday The like Gaffer and Davey the assistant Been brilliant with me Not the boys obviously We Simon Ferry and that Keep it yeah running in a minibus, it's not as if you're going up in a motor, and so it's been good for me. It's been, good. and I'm, um, you know, what if I didn't still play, I don't know what I would be doing. It's good for my head, it's good for your head. Uh, to- get you the host, it gets you to host, innit? That's it, it gets you away from the
4: wife. Well, <laughs> 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 but see how when I was at uh, I haven't done film, something at Queen of the South, and I went into this absolute banging chippy man, <laughs> and I, just just the long for Palmerston Park. I can't remember, where it was cried. But it's been there for umpteen years,
6: and a lot of fans go, where would it have been, because I, I can't remember. Way, it's just on the corner, and it's on the main street. We used to, we used to get done there, I can't remember what it's called. We used to go in after the first time I went there, it was two nights a week. And after the training, before we went back up to, to Glasgow, we, we used to go in there for a wee saucy supper with gravy. Aye, I got a yeah. supper. Was it called the Palmerston Cafe or something like that? Maybe, maybe it was as easy as that. Yeah, it was something like that, it was it? Was Aye. just on the corner? <laughs> come
4: up that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what I took for going to Queen of the South for a day training For going you know, you know with a mascot and all this What do you call him? Hammer the Hilt? Would you call him? What's the hammer? Do get
7: a
2: Dunhamer do, do get a Dunhamer, <laughs> that's it Hammer the game. Hammer I'm telling you, I used to go to the same gym as Dale, man He's no many sausage suppers, man He takes his tap off, he's like an Adonis, man You no, what I mean? <laughs> stone on there and next to him, man I'm only fed
3: the time Wow. I'm like his arms and I'm like that torso's tattooed on see what yeah. that guy after big brother that had the kid on abs
4: <laughs> no, I'm thinking never mind Never mind the fucking boozers open on July the 6th it's the sunbeds
6: so he'll be choking for it to open back up <laughs> <laughs> it's, about me, it's about the back Gerdan there it's the back Gerdan this
0: time so man.
4: Derek
3: tell me this one how come Grey don't ever played in your t- testimonial Hi. I
6: don't know mate too many chippies I think <laughs> <laughs> It's understandable. What
4: was it, three years ago today? Which, uh, oh, was in, I was I'm in te- bad nick then.
2: I'm telling you, right, Bob Malcolm phoned me and says, do you want to play in the Rangers thing? And your name was mentioned. Do you know what he's done? He's read the text message or listened to the voicemail three weeks after the testimonial, right? So he's murdered to got a hoddy. But I remember going it in the minibus, Bob Malcolm, Barry Ferguson and that, sir. And it was meant to be other Z-list celebrities like Aye, myself. The Grado Myself usual So I guess on the minibus Nobody else is there Apart from me And all his ex-pros Right Barry Ferguson Was Jury there big Marvin Andrews <laughs> Or him So we get stunned i that, right I really hope Fucking Grado or something there man Right I hope He's at a dressing room Two story ex-pros And they're all going Shaking now about How home Going how you, go? how you doing me How you doing They get to me And I can tell the going, Who the fuck's this <laughs> 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 so I'm sitting there, talking <laughs> about the the games. That wee boy. <laughs> "Oh <Joel comes laughs> man, you came I mean, and you
6: After every after the half time, everybody was shooting for you. My family was oh, all whistling to you and everything. <laughs> <laughs> whistling? Oh, whistling
2: well, honestly, oh, it was the most nerve wracking. Nervous times I'm like that Where Where's Gredo Where's Brian Glow Where is everyone Brian Glow <laughs> He was invited
6: And didn't turn up oh,
2: wow. He didn't turn up here like, oh. Brian Glow And then you get The team sheet right The team sheets all the pros For the Queen of the South You look at the Rangers team sheet Legend after legend Then at the bottom It just said Shellsuit Bob But <laughs> <laughs> I quality Three years ago today, man. I think I played about 50
6: minutes and he was breathing at my arse and that was it. <laughs> Aye, I, didn't realise, I didn't realise it was that long, mate. That's, that's unbelievable how it flew in. Flew in Aye, three years ago. Be, you'll <laughs> be doing another testimonial shortly. <laughs> I know, mate. I'm hanging for it. Derek, you've scored a fucking shed
3: load of goals, man. An absolute shed load of goals. You're one of the names that when you're going down the, the scores on the paper, wild, wild. Um, Obviously, it, the Yankees, if you had went to like a Rangers or something earlier on in your career, you would have you would have been able to be remembered more like an like a Ali McCoys kind of figure because you were a goal poacher and you, you knew where the goals were. Do you know what I mean? So do you think that if you had a, if you had a got the chance to play for Rangers, you
6: would have set the head in a light kind of thing? I fancy myself to score, obviously. I came, I'd, I'd done my knee with Hamilton and it put me, I was quite quick and behind so after. I had done money I had to change my game I always get in the box And I fancied myself When I have chances So I think If I went to that Rangers And I got More chances I think I get More chances at Rangers I fancied myself To score a barrel for them To be honest In the whole league But As I said It wasn't it to be But I think I could have done a job for them Definitely mate. I I've.
2: seen a thing recently uh, Somebody was talking about Did you Did you have like A set too With
6: Moshney Or something Did I I, I did Did, did stick they well, on you I've got eight stitches in the back of my head I don't know, He came right through the back He was a nutter, wasn't he? He was a <laughs> nutter <right. laughs> So after that, we've got him back down at Palmerston And uh, he started on his again And he's doing all this to us And I'm blowing him kisses Big like Jigs laughed like to me, He said, well, watch what you're doing He'll just hook you I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 no, he's a headbagger He'll just hook you, and the loop Just watch what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember,
3: just, remember the playoff yeah, game yeah. against Motherwell when he punches, he punched Lee Erwin in the face
6: right. after it? Man. You never forget that, will you? That's just something oh, you just can see. What was it like? Was he it, was it difficult to play against? He was, aye, because I, because I feel as if he was touched tight all the time. I hate players in you're. I like. See, players that get a wee bit of time, it's better for you to touch spin, but he was right aggressively, right up, elbows. You're feeling them. Put it this you're feeling him every time he goes up. He's doing the back of your calf. I think it was probably clumsy as well. So big big Jimmy Thompson was like up when I played against him on Queens He was the same, he just left something on you all the time. Aye. And see right away, you're thinking, Is he behind me? You think oh, he can come through me at any minute and by the way, nine times out of ten he did. <laughs> he will just hook you Big chicks. <laughs> yeah, That's
2: <is> brilliant. He <laughs> when remember when back rangers, I don't there's a second game in the playoff at Palmerston
6: Park. Yeah. No, we, we we I think the first game was there last school, And then, then we went to Ibrox Aye What was the belief like In the dressing room Because
2: you I remember that game He's played his half a part What was Did you believe You could actually Just go
6: to Ibrox And get a result And put us out I did right we, Well we, we, we did But I shouldn't even Really be telling us I, had, but I was away to us. I was away to IB For the missus On the Monday Right And we were playing Rangers on the Saturday, Sunday That's how much belief we had <laughs> 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 Superb. <laughs> but it did, it did come close Obviously if we won Went through That would uh, get cancelled That was booked beforehand But Hi. it was close the Two games were close And uh, Ivox was unbelievable Being a supporter There's 50,000 The noise And that was incredible Even Hi. for championship game It was brilliant We, we had a right really good team And do you know what We had Apart from that We had a right really good uh, bond With the players The players were all brilliant In that dressing room And I think I think Being a boot I think you need a good dressing room See if you've not got A good dressing room Everybody together you start seeing cracks in it. Everybody was pulling the same way, fighting for each other. One well, of the best of players, but we all fought together and we got places right to playoffs and that twice. So it yeah. works into a good dressing room, and we had a cracking dressing room in there. Yeah, You're yeah. right. If you've not got a good dressing room, you've nowhere to change either. So it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> how hard was it at the end of your time at Queen's South to like leave the club, mate? Because you became a legend there, obviously. You know I mean, like, how hard was it to say cheerio to the fans and that?
6: really hard because I think out of all my career um, obviously I was at Hamilton and that but out of all my career that was the most successful I had and it just it worked for me see every people say don't go back to the the club twice and that once you've been there I was there three times and every time I was successful which is just it just clicked for me I don't know what it was but the fans were great the managers at the time and um, I played good football there and scored a lot of goals for them. I don't know what it was it just clicked for me at Queen of South or all the other teams well my man thanks for coming on right Derek yeah, it was a, a pleasure to meet you mate. mate take care right
3: all the best
4: okay. bye bye <laughs> i tell you what fucking handsome man oh, do Aye. you know what I like how he didn't beat about the bush man and used tell us a couple of things man
3: Never Aye. mind about
4: his mother being a, a blacksmith and his father having a, being
2: a banker and all that. I love all this, just getting right into it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I you just it. like your guest to come on and tell you, mate, I had a saucy supper out of there, I know. See, I know I had it. Palmerston Cafe. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> well, he's a cracking big guy. And honestly, hand on heart, I think Rangers should have signed him and mm-hmm. moved to the division, honestly. He's Aye. He's I thought <laughs> we
3: should
4: have signed Dobie, I know, but there you go.
2: By the way, I wanted, I wanted Celtic to sign
3: Kenny as come back and he did it. Seriously. just one, right? one of the guys that you know is going to get goals in Scottish Aye. football. Derek Wyle is absolutely one of them. Ah, he is definitely one. Right.
2: So whose turn is it next week? Grads. Woo-hoo-hoo!
4: Jon, are you no half next week or not? No, eh?
2: <laughs> oh, the week after, guys. It's all right. <laughs> thank fuck oh is this the old the old handshake, or it <laughs> this what I, I, yeah, nah, yeah, I've, gone, gone, it is to get someday I'll get it someday gone. get as one of your haddies on John get as one of your haddies <laughs> make sure he, make sure he doesn't have a chorney.
0: <laughs> football daft with G4 claims been involved in a road traffic accident call them now on 01698 well, it's now time for our Beer 52
4: teaser for your chance to win a case of beer. All we have to do is answer the question that we put to you. Last week, we asked you to name five of the nine players who have scored 50 or more English Premiership goals whose surname ends with the letter A. Stephen and Chris, or uh, Bob and Chris, should I say, do you, do you have any answers?
3: Uh,
2: I, I would say Drogba. My first one, My first one. I thought it was Cantona. Aye. My first mm. one was Rogba. I had Viduka. Cantona and Anelka and Zola. Ah. And uh, Sergio Aguera. My mm-hmm. <laughs> as well.
4: <laughs> uh, congrats to David Tennant. Uh, sorry, congrats to
2: Darren Tennant who got it spot on. I <laughs> David Tennant was listening <laughs> to all <that. laughs> mm-hmm.
1: day. Churches
2: up the road with a case of beer 52. <laughs>
4: anyway guys, this week's question Andy Robertson looks set to become the only the fifth Scot to win English Premier League. Can you name three of the other four? You can enter by commenting on the link in the Football Daft Facebook page, or you can tweet your answer to at Football Daft Pod. Winners must be 18 and stay in the UK. Beer 52 is a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. And you can get free beer from them right now. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash daft and we can sort out free beers if you just cover the full 95 postage so just go to beer52.com forward us our staff that's the word beer and the numbers 52.com just to get your first case beers for free
3: Right hey folks now it's time to welcome the football after first guest to have a European Cup winner's medal he won it with Liverpool and he's a legend around Anfield after winning three league titles and being voted in the top 100 players of all time he's won 12 clubs He's won 12 caps for Scotland, I'm sure he get more claps than that, um, <laughs> and he's also played for Falkirk and the famous Glasgow Celtic, it's Mr Gary the Gary, how you doing? Welcome to the show.
7: Great. Great. Nice to be with you boys. Thanks very much for inviting me. Looking forward to it.
3: Excellent. Hey, Tom, uh, did you
7: know fix broadband?
3: Oh, <laughs> nice. I, I think going to I think you'll be able to confirm this as well. I believe you were an AOL customer back in the day, am I right?
6: Is that oh, right, that?
3: eh?
7: yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you
3: remember you phoned AOL to get your internet fixed?
7: I can't remember that. I, I, tell, I remember the service. The service was shocking by the. Oh, way. Was terrible! <laughs> <wasn't it>?
3: Terrible. <laughs> but I'll tell you what.
7: It was me that you spoke to, and I fixed your computer. What are the chances you're at, eh? i Ah, that's unbelievable. No, normally you normally hack the computers. You didn't fix them. <laughs> I
3: say that's Phil Morgan you're talking
7: about, not me. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it just
3: shows you how small a world that is, is, isn't it? Ah, uh, well, I'm used to it being a small world, Gary, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little bit bigger to me than everybody else. Right, so, uh, we'll move on anyway. So, Gary, uh, you started off at Falkirk and you made your first team debut when you were 17. What was the experience like? And how did you find the jump from the youth team into the first team?
7: Well, I mean, when you say youth team, there was no such thing really at Falkirk at the time. We were playing in Scottish Second Division, so it was... I came more or less straight from uh, schoolboy football uh, and, and school football. Um, so I, I'd been there from the age of probably 12, I think it was, at Falkirk, a signed uh, schoolboy forms. And then I, I gradually, obviously, I, I broke into the first team that season with Billy Little. Um, I think I, I, yeah, I'd be 17 years of age and play, only played 22 games for at my hometown club. Um, so it seemed a lot more because, I was, as I say, I was there for a lot longer right, than, than just that year.
3: Uh, you were there a lot longer and you only played 22 games, but you actually
7: managed to get the captaincy as well, didn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, that was, I mean, as I say, we were playing in the second division at the time. We weren't exactly uh, the, the best team in the world, to be quite honest with you. I think Mark Cloherty was like the captain. And remember Billy pulling me in. As I say, I was just a raw laddie behind, uh, dream between, uh, behind the ears and come from schools. And Billy Little was manager. Um, so there there's about three reasons why I was going to make captain. One was Billy was my English teacher at school, which helped. And two, three was my, two was, he was my next door neighbour, which obviously helped as well. And three, the rest of the team were pretty poor at the time, to be, to be quite fair. I think I was the only one that was guaranteed a regular place in the team. So, I mean, it, it was fantastic at the time. I mean, it was a, I think it was a world record. I don't know if it still is or not. Like, youngest captain of, like, a professional team at 17 years of age. So, and it whether being Falkirk as well, being at the hometown club, it was, uh, I still hold that quite dear to myself, like, even to this day, to be quite honest with
3: you. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, mate, but you lost that record about 10 years ago. Oh, I there did that, a lot of it. In fact, more than maybe 20 years ago, in fact. There was a young, boy, a young boy at 16. Captain Dalby and Rovers called James McLeese. And he's, oh, the right youngest, he's the youngest captain of a Scottish football team now ever. Sorry, right, listen, troops, it? so ask me, I'm away.
2: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> service AOL, now you're just killing his dream of being the youngest captain. Uh, I'm sorry, man, I know. But listen, if I could get your
3: internet up and running quicker, you could have checked that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
2: So Gary, you you moved you then moved to Coventry. What was that like for an eighteen-year-old boy who got to Coventry? It was.
7: Um, I mean, it was a, my, my dream to be obviously become a full-time uh, professional player. To be honest, because I was only part-time at Foca. I worked in the bank. I worked in uh, Bank of Scotland and in Bainsford. So um, it was combining the two jobs. Obviously, playing for Foca and working in the bank. So. Um, It was a decision that, you know, it was an easy decision to make because, I mean, I had a steady job in the bank. I was doing all right at Paul But then, like, the dream takes over, doesn't it? And you want to, like, you know, you want to progress. And this was an opportunity to move to, like, uh, obviously, English First Division team. So I couldn't really pass it up. And, I mean, looking back at, like, at the time... I should probably stay at a bank and I would probably earn more money to be quite honest with you. Mm, don't,
3: know, don't know about that, Gary, that's what I do. So, uh, <laughs> you <laughs> I say, I say, I mean you're like kindred spirits here, mate? This
7: Absolutely.
3: Parallel lifestyle. I never quite made it to Liverpool right now.
7: Yeah, so, get... Well, I, I mean, when the when the deal In fact, I've just got like some literature. Um, a guy phoned me up from, I think he maybe worked for Sky. Um, And his granddad was involved in the the, the transfer deal. I mean, obviously, there was no agents or anything like that at the time. It was just done between the two clubs. And then I got a mention. um, I think Billy pulled me into his office. West Brom had made an offer before that, which the club had refused. And then Coventry came in with, I think it was 40,000 down and 35,000 after I played uh, 10 games or so many games or something like that. But as I say... I mean, when you're up as a little boy, you want to become a professional footballer. So I couldn't really pass the opportunity down. So I ended up going to Coventry. And Who were some of the players that you played with in Coventry? And uh, what, was, uh, what was the learning like down there for you, Gary? I mean, it was a big learning curve. I think I think any time, you know, you're between the ages of 17 and, say, 21, it's it's very much a kind of growing up period for, for an adolescent youth. Um, so I kind of grew up in Coventry. Um, but it was well looked after, like big Jim Holton, who sadly is no longer with us. He was there at the time. Terry Yorth was there. Ian Wallace, who was another Scottish guy that he played up front with, Mick Ferguson. And, and Tommy Hutchinson. Um, Tommy Hutchinson looked after us quite, quite well, to be honest with you. Uh, he used to make us, uh, m- myself and a guy called Ray Gooden, he used to make us wash his car. He used to give us a lift. I, I didn't drive at the time. I couldn't drive. So he used to pick us up and take us into training, but the deal was that we used to have to wash his car after training. So he would pick us up and give us a lift there and, and, and take us home again. So uh, but it was a great time for me. Yeah, as I say, I learned loads and uh, as I say, kind of grew up a little bit.
3: So, so when you were down in Coventry, it was uh, were you, playing, you played with Jerry Francis and Mark Haley at the time, didn't you?
7: That was a few years into it. Jerry came. Dave Sexton was manager at that time, and Mark Haley. Mark was there uh, relatively uh, at a young age as well. So I played quite a bit with Mark. I saw him coming through. He came through the youth ranks at Coventry. Mark. I mean, Mark was always the. He was always a very, very quick forward. I mean, he obviously developed as a player when you looked at him then as a young boy. He didn't have obviously the, the same physique as what he had like when he went to AC Milan, and certainly when he came back to Rangers um, so I knew Mark from a very young age um, I mean it was a great as I say it was a great time for us growing up because there was a lot of youngsters Paul Dyson was another one Danny Thomas was another one Gary Thomas uh, Thompson was another one so there was a lot of young players breaking through at the same time which was w- was magnificent for us but Jerry Francis was a kind of father figure as well loved his pigeons by the way he was into his yeah, pigeon it, racing he does yeah, uh, he, he actually told us, and this is going back, this will be 1981 or something like that, maybe 1980-81, um, uh, his dearest pigeon that he bought then was five grand in 81-82. In I bet that was delicious. <laughs> 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 uh, I, was the, I was on the main course, he like, washed him with a wee bottle of red. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: you get your move to Liverpool.
7: That must have been a culture shock. What was that like? I mean, I couldn't have turned it down at the time. I mean, I went, it was £325,000. It was a time at Coventry when there was about 90 years, uh, all our contract had, had run out. So um, it was a time where like, nine years were leaving the club and we could go and talk to like, other clubs. So I talked to West Brom. West Brom were interested again. Stoke were interested and Arsenal were interested. It was a time when we, Charlie, went down to Arsenal and Tommy Caton yeah. and they were making a number of signings. So, actually, I spoke to them all um, and I came back from the Arsenal gig uh, speaking to them. And I was probably on the verge of signing for Arsenal and then I got a message from the club. Bobby Gould was manager at the time. It says, Liverpool are interested and they want like, wanted to talk to you. Well, I mean, it was a kind of no-brainer at the time. Liverpool were winning like European Cups, winning leagues, probably the best team in the, in the, in the land. Um, so it was an opportunity for me to go up there. So I drove up in my uh, tall bit, sky blue Talbot, which was sponsored by, obviously, Coventry City. Drove in, drives into Anfield, bold as with Coventry City printed all over the side of the, the, the car uh, and more or less just agreed terms there and then. Um, I mean, you couldn't say no to it. Coventry actually offered me more money to sign uh, a, a new contract than Liverpool did, but the, the, the lure and the attraction to, to play for Liverpool uh, was far greater. Than, uh, than obviously money. To be quite honest with
3: you, you know. must, it must have been, a, must have been hard trying to burst in because, like uh, John was saying it before you came on there, when you, when you were trying to break into the Liverpool mm. team, they had Alan Hansen and Mark Robinson at centre half. Now that that centre half pairing won how many European Cups? You know what I mean? And you're trying yeah. to break into that <clears> team. And um, like it, it must have been really daunting at the time to, to try and to try and do that. You know, try and dislodge this world-renowned <laughs> yeah.
7: partnership. I think, I mean, when I got the offer to sign, you, you don't, also, that's not the, the first thought in your mind. You, your first thought in, in your mind is obviously it's Liverpool that want you and you want to go and like, play there. But then obviously you get there and you, I mean, that was more or less two years without getting a regular first-team slot uh, and it was because of them. Um and Phil Thompson was actually there as well. So Phil Thompson was like, um, I played a lot of games in, in the reserves with with Phil and learnt an awful lot off him. But the, the main stumbling block was obviously Mark Lawrence and, and Alan Hansen. And it, it just it was a coincidence that like thirty years down the line, when I had finished playing football and tried to break into the media. The two same buggers that were like stopping and breaking <laughs> in the media were Alan Hanson and Matt Lawrence—you never get them off match of the day or anything. Like. So, <laughs> but uh, I was good. I, it was a great learning. I, I learned a lot, an awful lot from them, to be quite honest with you. And as I say, you just had to bide your time at the time for with, with, with Liverpool, and that's what I did. Unfortunately, it came good for me, um, and I had, I had eight years there at Liverpool. Years to be quite honest, We were winning like loads of trophies and things like that. So it was a good experience and one that you look back in great fondness. To be quite honest with you, Gary, tell
4: us about Graham Soonis. What was it like working with him?
7: Sue, <clears throat> well, Sue was only there uh, the first year I went there. Um, I mean, you walk into the dressing room like it's quite a daunting experience. That like, you've got like the likes of Sue, a, the likes of Big Alan Hanson, Phil Neal, the legend that is Kenny Dalglish. who was my boy who died. The, uh, so, I mean, when you walk in that first day, it's a bit, it's a bit awe, like awe-inspiring and a bit daunting. But I mean, Kenny was the best player at, at, at Liverpool without a shadow of a doubt at the time. But the one that kind of really run the roost or ruled the roost was 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 Sui. Uh, he had a great aura about him, great personality, a uh, great skipper, um, and he used to look after all the lads. And he he wasn't just a good leader on the pitch; he was a great leader off the pitch as well. Uh, just Unfortunately, became a shit manager. I don't know if you're allowed to say shit like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
3: I'll, I'll tell you a story about Graham and well. I'm going I'm to reveal a revelation right now. See, when I started following football, I was a Rangers supporter. What? Right. What? She, on my fifth birthday, that it was the day I started primary school, and my mum and dad took me to Ibrox. Right? I was driving we were driving past Eyebrows I said Oh look the Rangers Stadium And they pulled in Door opens Graham Soonis, You must be Chris Come on in And Graham Soonis Genuinely Could not have made me More welcome uh, There you go there's, there's my secret My secret's <laughs> right
7: <laughs> <laughs> be a I, th- I thought this was a, I thought this was a Podcast No confession <laughs> <laughs> Is it me you're sitting there with Reverend I am, Jolly. No, I mean, l- listen, Sue, Sue, Sue was brilliant. Uh, he was brilliant for the football club. He was he, he was even good to me, to me. I mean, he ended up selling me from, obviously, to to Celtic, but uh, as a player, as a captain, and even as a manager to bonus, as a person, he's a, he's a good lad. I, I've no bones to, to gripe with him at all, to be quite fair with you. And he always used to look after us. I, mean, I always remember the first pre-season we went there, um we went to Feyenoord to play in a, a competition. And we're playing, I think we're playing Hamburg the next again day, who I think were European champions at the time and a pre-season friendly. And we arrived late at the hotel. Suey says, right, we've got 10 minutes, 15 minutes up the, up the stair, back down in the lobby, and we're going out. And um, we all went out. And that was the kind of way Liverpool was at the time. It was a case of like, if one was going out, everybody was going out. And the camaraderie and the team spirit. Uh, he kind of epitomised that and like brought everybody together so you know he wasn't all that a bad person to be quite honest Uh, he's alright he's
2: alright he's a good guy Um, who'd win the 50-50 with Roy Keane and Graham? soonest Gary? good question
7: Um, I'll tell you who would uh, Ronnie Whelan was a little bit tougher than like both of them I think to be honest with you Uh, he goes under the radar (laughs) a little bit Sue I mean Sue I mean in the time, and in, in, in Sui's day, I mean, you could get away with a heck of a lot more than maybe what you could do, like, in Roy McKean's day. But, I mean, both great players. Good, inspiring captains as well. But uh, I'd probably put my money on Sui, to be quite fair. I, I'll be
3: honest. I think if the two of them came to the in the middle of the park, the world would erupt. <laughs> <laughs> the would just explode. <laughs> but, so, in your first couple of seasons, you don't get to play much, What you said, because uh, you've got Hanson Lawrence in front of you. Um, you find out, you find yourself on the bench for the European Cup final against Roma. Mm. Were you raging that Steve Nicol got on before you?
7: Not really. I mean, I I hadn't played any part in that season to be to be honest with you. So uh, it was not a case. I, I was quite happy like to be on the bench. And uh, Nicol had played, I think, a few games. Uh, so probably Nicol deserved to get on. Um, his penalty miss was a bit like woeful. Off to say that, but. Uh, <laughs> When you got size twelve like football boots, it's quite easy to scoop the ball over the crossbar. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I was, you know, I, that wasn't a fantastic season for me. And it, it, to be honest with you, it took the shine off the the medal a little bit. I mean, people say that you're a European Cup winner, but if you're sat on the bench and you haven't really played that much part in like the games that have led you there, I don't think you feel quite part of the the, the whole success of the the team. Well, even although it's not the team's so fault, I think that was just more like my you know, like me saying that and, uh, and me feeling that as well, but I don't, no gripes to bear with Nickle at all. Yeah. Hey Gary,
4: you scored uh, quite a, f- a few goals um, in your time and uh, you've actually scored a hat-trick and it to see that you that you scored two and then you get a penalty against Birmingham and the fans start chanting your name to take it.
7: Yeah. But well, that was um, that was the double season, 85-86 and mm-hmm. I'd literally kind of just broken into the team uh, the turn of the year there. So, um, this was our last home game of the season we uh, were playing Birmingham who had already been relegated but the season was nip and tuck that year uh, with ourselves, Everton and West Ham and it could have gone down a goal difference and I always remember I scored, scored the two goals and then the cops start singing my name like Gary Gillespie, Gary Gillespie like, to go and take the penalty and Jan Moby who was the penalty kick taker he was actually still on the field Kenny, was the manager, was on the field at the same time as well. So I'm kind of like looking and I'm thinking, well, they're take it or they're not taking." it? And Kenny kind of waved me up. And I always remember about a month before that we'd played, uh, I'm trying to think who we played, I can't remember who we played, but Paul Walsh was in the same scenario. He, he had two goals and um, we got a penalty and he took it and missed it, to, to obviously to try and get his hat-trick. And I always remember coming into the dressing room and Ronnie Moran went absolutely ape at like uh, Paul Walsh for like taking this penalty because he had missed it. Uh, and he, like, he was like shouting, ranting, raving and things like that. So when I got called forward, all, all I remember is looking over at the bench and Ronnie Moran was like just sat there shaking his head. And then he's, the, the head went down and the hands came on top of the head. And <laughs> I'm thinking like, geez, oh, like, why are they asking me to take this penalty? I wasn't even a penalty like, <laughs> kick taker, to be honest with you. So I'm kind of kicking my brakes, like walking, like uh, up to take this penalty. Uh, but fortunately, I made good contact and put it to David Seaman's right-hand side, and just uh, went, went into the net, and I got the hat trick. So yeah, uh, it all ended well. And then right. So
3: see, when you were at Liverpool, and some of everybody, mem- remember Harry Enfield used to do this guy something where we all had mustaches.
7: Yeah. Um,
3: did you ever consider it?
7: No I I hadn't actually, I had naturally curly hair anyway. A bit like yourself, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> and uh but no, I mean listen, I was about I think I was about twenty six before I started shaving. So like there was no way I was growing a mustache, to be quite fair. Um <laughs> it was just an impossibility. But um it was. I mean, it was. I mean, when you think about it, there was a lot of perms round about there. Like, uh, I remember Neilie had a perm, Terry McDermott had a perm, Graham Souness had a perm, David Johnson had a perm, and they all had the muzzies as well. Like, so <laughs> I, I I got it where he was coming from, Harry Enfield, and uh, it was quite funny at the time. I have to say, but that's it was just, never it was never going to happen to me, I'm afraid.
3: That's, <laughs> you mentioned David Johnson there. I don't know if the other two boys will know. Stephen probably will, but Greg O'Mont David Johnson was a man that invented the predator book.
7: Yeah. No, that was Craig Johnson. Was uh,
3: it Craig
7: Johnson, Johnson? right?
4: Dave,
3: Dave. Yeah, it <laughs> was Craig Johnson actually. Darte. I'm not comp- I'm not a complete arsehole. Sorry about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so <laughs> Gary, you're saying uh, your former teammate Graham Sunis, when he became manager, you he sold you to Celtic, were you? How did you feel about that? Were you disappointed? <laughs> um I mean, up, What's your
3: thing here, Gary Boy?
7: Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what, how it actually came about? We had, uh, I mean, Kenny had obviously packed in. He um, he left, and um, Ronnie Moran had taken over for a, a little while. But I don't think that was always going to be a, a, an interim kind of thing. And then Sui got the job, um, and I played an awful lot of games under Sui the, the year before. Um, and then it was the start of the new season. We went away pre-season like we always do. We went to Scandinavia, played a few games in Scandinavia, and. The, the press used to travel with us in these days, and then there was always this was a talk about, and it was the press that was telling me that Celtic have shown an interest in, in, in taking me. I never thought anything about it, to be quite honest with you, because uh, I, all. But looking back, I didn't play an awful lot of games in that pre-season. In fact, I think I only played one game, and as what would Liverpool used to do at the time, we used to come back after these games and then play a practice match and on Anfield every Tuesday, on a, on the Tuesday before the start of the season, and I always remember playing this game, and Sue so pulled me after the game, uh, and, and we just signed Mark Wright from Derby at the time, and he said, like, look, I want you to be my number one centre-back along with Mark Wright, um, but you've obviously had your injury problems, uh, and he said, like, Phil Bosma, who was our trainer at the time, and kind of physio, he said, I'll get him to, like, run a programme up for you to strengthen your muscles and things like that, and I'm thinking this is great, fantastic. I'm I'm happy with this, albeit I hadn't played too many games in pre Um, he's given me his trust and his faith. And so in the end I go away from Manfield that day, come back to the next game morning. Ronnie Moran or Roy Evans, I can't remember who it was, says the manager wants to see you in his office. And um so I goes into the office and sees Graham and he was straight up front about it. He says, Look, uh, the club have had an offer from Celtic, it's uh, just under a million pounds, um, they're happy for you to go, I'm happy for you to go, what, what do you think, do you fancy it? Um, so I've gone from 24 hours before saying I'll, I'm going to be his number one centre-back to like 24 hours later saying that the club have agreed agreed a fee with Celtic and like I, I can go. Um, so it all came a bit quick and a bit of a shock and I mean, I supported Celtic as a boy. Growing up, I was a Celtic supporter, so it was a kind of, in a way, it was a dream move that wasn't a dream move, if you know. Because I wanted to stay, I really did want to stay at Liverpool. Um, but in saying that, when the manager says that the club have accepted that, you kind of get the feeling that he doesn't really want you. So in the end, um, phoned up my um, financial, well, a financial guy that Alan Hansen gave me, uh, went up to talk to Liam Brady. And the deal was done probably in a couple of days, and that was it. Uh, I, I signed for Celtic. Um, but as I say, it was kind of my heart kind of overruled my head a little bit. Um, had I been a little bit more savvy, I would maybe like said to sui like, I, I, you know, I wanted to stay and fight for my place at Liverpool. But the opportunity to go up um, to play for Celtic. My wife at the time, our family were having problems as well, like, with, like uh, illness and things like that. So... It might have been. A, I thought it as a good opportunity. To maybe move back home and and, and and help out there. And so all in all, it was uh, it was a move that of got manufactured out of the blue, really. Uh, but I mean, I love I love playing I love playing for Celtic, but it was just unfortunate we were pretty poor at the time.
3: I tell you what, by the way, you must you you must realise the stock <laughs> that Celtic put into you because. Celtic were not a spending club at that point in time and they certainly were not the sort of club that were spending up to a million quid on a player. Yeah. So the fact that they, had, they they decided to put up with that money to bring you in, you must have thought, they've got a lot of belief in me. And bringing yourself in with the, with the pedigree that you had coming from Liverpool. I mean, I remember when you signed for Celtic and I remember there being a lot of, a lot of people at you yes, finally, we've got somebody that can, that can anchor this defence and hopefully uh, stop this juggernaut that Rangers are coming into. Obviously, it didn't come out that way. But mm. what, was, what was your favourite memories about playing with Celtic?
7: Um, I mean, there was loads to be honest with. You. I think we were always—I mean, we were always second best, really, to Rangers at the time. Purely and simply, that they had everything in, in place. Their infrastructure was good. Uh, they had no like boardroom upheaval that, that, that you know certainly we did at that time. Um, but I think that just the pure, the, the pure fact of like playing for like. A club that you supported as a boy was, you know, was a bit special. Um, It was just unfortunate that I probably, I was past my best really like at 31, 32. And like with the injuries that I had, I never really got a a great run uh, of being injury free. Um, I wish I had done because I I wish I'd been able to give a little bit more uh, to Celtic than maybe what I did do. So performance wise, I thought... I was poor for Celtic, and I thought we were as a, as a team we were pretty poor. But then I look back at some of the old games, and I look at some of the football we played. We played some decent stuff, to be quite honest Aye. with you. Um, I mean, every time that I seem or look back now, and we seem to play against Rangers. We kind of dominated these games. Um, certainly, I think football-wise, I thought we were like certainly the match for, for for Rangers. But they just had that little bit extra edge, and seemed to get the result uh, against us and over over us. Um, but it was three years I was there, uh, and I would have loved to stay longer, but I, I kind of was done by the by by 34, to be quite honest with you. And as I say, the, my big one big regret was that I just couldn't give uh, the best that I could have given for Celtic, uh, purely and simply because of of a physical condition more than anything else, to be quite honest with you. Well, you
1: you came
3: on uh, for Celtic against, ironically, Falkirk for your debut. And you've only
7: yeah. been put one in the onion by, can't you? On your well, that, was, that, was, that was my first game. I, I, I think I, I started. I think we won 4 0 or something like that. And um, I think four, it was 4-1. Four, yeah. 4 1. 4 1, four, 4 1, yeah. yeah. That's me correcting you now. So that's, <laughs> that's right, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four, four, 4 1, it was, yeah. And uh, I, I, mean, I, mean, I managed to score, which was, was fantastic. And I always remember coming back in. like Liam was, was obviously happy because, um, as you rightly said before, uh, it was quite a big investment for Celtic at the time. So um that that was probably one of the highlights. Unfortunately, it went a little bit downhill after. That. <laughs> aye, aye,
3: it did me halfway for a for about eight
4: years. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, you won you won thirteen cats for Scotland. Uh you played them with them at a the time when we had uh, centre halves coming out with ears, Miller, mm. Hanson, McLeish, Nicol. Why do you think Scotland aren't producing enough
7: decent centre halves these days? I honestly don't know. I think it's very difficult to put your finger on it. I mean, when you look back, you think uh, Gordon McQueen, Big Jim Holton before him, uh, Tommy Forsyth, uh, Big Billy, uh, going back to the, and, and certainly in my era, Richard Gough, Big Alec McLeish, Willie Miller, Alan Hansen, uh, Martin Buchan. Um, I mean, you, the, the list is endless, to be honest with you. So I, I honestly couldn't put my finger on why. Um, Scotland just kind of like produce not just centre-backs but you know in general uh, produce a strong enough enough side So you're
2: still doing bits and bobs for Liverpool Gary how impressed by Jurgen Klopp's side are you?
7: Uh, Amazingly I mean it's been a fantastic achievement this season not just this season but since he's, he's actually come into the club and uh, refreshed them and kind of rebooted them giving them a little bit of a focus um, there's a belief in the squad at this moment in time and some of the football they're playing I watched them last night they played fantastic uh, fantastic football last it. night Yeah, no. they were a little bit rusty against Everton but against Palace last night they were exceptional and they've been doing these sort of performances for two years now they think they'd only lost one game last season just came up a little bit short obviously right. going to win the league this year and this side I do believe I mean, I I get asked all the time, where do they rank in the greatest Liverpool sides? Well, this team have the capability of being another Liverpool great side, but they have to go and continue, not just winning this league this year and obviously the Champions League last year, but they have to do it on a regular basis. And if they do that, and I think they're more than capable of doing that, they have the capability, they certainly have the ability within the squad and with a manager that believes in them and gets the best out of them, then I think they're more than capable of doing that.
1: I feel
2: like We were talking last night with me told, saying, I mean, you look at the it, they've got, they've probably got the two, two of the best fullbacks in the planet. You know. You've got Big Van Dyke in the middle, Fabinho just holding in midfields, class, mm. front fear electric. I mean, I mean, they, they've got potential to just keep going and going as long as Klopp stays there. I think, though, well, do you know what I mean? You want Klopp to still be there. Cause I think, yes, yeah. he's a big, big factor, isn't he?
7: But you, I mean, you talk about all these attributes that they've got, but like the one thing, like all good sides that have got is, like, the work rate. They work exceptionally hard. Uh, I mean, in an empty stadium last night, they're winning 4-0 and you've got still okay. midfield. Player. They're still closing people down. They're sprinting to close people down. and They're winning balls in good areas of the pitch. And, you know, that attitude and that kind of, like, hunger and desire um, is what, like, winners are made of. And, as I say, they have that in abundance at this moment. And you sprinkle that with, like, a little bit of, like, magic with the likes of Mane and the likes of Salah. Like a Firmino, you've got like all the ingredients to like be a really successful side, not just for this year, but obviously for like years to come as well.
3: Do you think, where do you think, if there is anywhere at all that Liverpool need to strengthen, what positions do you think that they could maybe strengthen in?
7: It's difficult to say. I think um, they've got a, a good crop of youngsters coming through. Um, the likes of Neco Williams, Harvey Elliott. Um, Curtis Jones, who never f- featured uh, last night. Um, th- these are all good, up-and-coming youngsters that will certainly need time to bed in. Um, but I think when you're in a position of strength, and Liverpool certainly are at that at this moment in time, I think you've got to go out and buy big-name players and big characters. Uh, if you play for a big team, I think you have to have big characters in the dressing room. We'll talking about Graham Soonis earlier on. He certainly fitted that bill. Steven Gerrard fitted that bill as well. Jamie Carragher fitted, fitted that bill. So... It's not always about going out and buying the, the the best players, but the team certainly the players that are going to fit into your system. But in saying that, um, strikers are always key, aren't they? Like it's the guys that are going to score you goals. I I do think that Liverpool. If any of the front three drop out of that side, they don't look as quite as potent maybe as maybe what they do with, with them in it. But that could be levelled at most teams, and it's difficult to keep your, everybody happy. It's, but like, for instance, the boy Werner—I mean, if the boy Werner was to come to Liverpool, he, he'd want regular football now, as he guaranteed regular football. I'm not 100% sure. So it's a lot of money to spend on somebody that's going to maybe be sitting on the bench for for for, for a lot of the season.
3: That's true, but then again, if you don't make that
7: sign, then you're strengthening your opponents as opponent. well. I, I totally I get that. I totally understand where you're coming from, and uh, um, but I think that's just the nature of like uh, the Premier League at this moment in time. As I say, a lot of people, uh, a lot of players out there, big players, will want to come to London because, like, they see London as like the place to be in England. Yeah. So the the London clubs have got that attraction. Manchester United have certainly got the attraction of being Manchester United, but Liverpool themselves, obviously. With Champions League winners uh, Champions League football um, There's an attraction there as well So I think all teams will strengthen It's how the recruitment And how well they, they settle into the, their environment That uh, will dictate exactly uh, Who's going to be successful next season
2: Right, so Gary Every week on Football Daft We put our guest football knowledge to the test With our 90 second quiz You up for it?
7: Oh, definitely. I've, I've had a look at a lot of you and listened to you, so like, I think I've got to see my chances. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Craig Johnson and Davey Johnson. Geez, i you're right. Question number one, who invented the
3: predator
2: book? <laughs> <laughs> so, last week there was controversy after Mark Wilson went top of the leaderboard with 14, putting the good Dr. Kenny Juker into second place. Barry Ferguson and Owen Coyle are then joint third on 12 points. Other scores include Murdo McLeod on 10, Lauren Shankland on 7, Frank McIvenny on 5, and Falkirk manager David McCracken is at the bottom with 1. So what you All think? Right. you want to beat in that list?
7: I've got, I've got to beat McIvenny. As long as I beat McIvenny, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you can't pass. You need to give an answer, Gary. You right. and Chris will ask you the questions. All right, I'm doing the questions. Right here we go. So ninety seconds. Right, you're th- you ninety seconds. Start
3: now. Who's just been appointed manager of Hearts? Not a clue. And who did he replace? <laughs>
7: <laughs> this is a bit unfair asking somebody from down south like asking these questions. Uh,
3: oh, I'm saying you started in Scottish football. Right here we go. Right. So, how much did Coventry sign you for? Uh, seventy-five
1: thousand
7: pounds.
3: What's the name of Stoenraer Stadium?
7: Okol View, it's not, I know it's not that, but Okol View.
3: What are Berwick Rangers home colours?
7: Uh, black and uh, gold.
3: Who did Celtic have Fraser Foster on loan from? Southampton. Right, wait a second, we'll need to start again. It's went half my screen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, what squad sorry.
2: number does Andy Robertson play in for Liverpool? Uh,
7: 26.
2: What number were you in the 100 players who shoot the cop survey?
7: 66.
2: The Red Lichties is the nickname of which Scottish side? Hamel. Who is the current manager of Kilmarnock?
7: Um, Don't know.
2: What Scottish team have adapted Amarillo as their song?
7: <laughs> Not a clue.
2: How many under 21 caps did you win?
7: Uh, 17.
2: What two clubs are taking the SPFL to court? Hearts
7: uh, and Hibs.
2: Who did Celtic sign John Collins from? Hibs. I don't,
3: I don't think think is going to do Maka. whatever.
5: <laughs> that was pretty poor, wasn't it? That was pretty poor. <laughs> We'll go through the wrong answers and I'll give you your score. Okay, so uh, Robbie Nielsen's just been appointed manager of Hearts and he replaced Daniel Stendel, of course.
7: Of course, yeah. Like, I, I'm surprised I didn't get that.
5: The Ralph's round's called Stair Park. Stair Park. I played there as well. Apparently, you were 68th in the 100th oh. who shook the cops, not 66. Red Lickies are our both. Our both. Uh, current manager of Kilmarnock's, Alex Dyer. Um, what Scottish team have adapted? I'm surprised you didn't get this one, Gary. Your hometown team, it's Amaro Falkirk. Is it? It uh, is, aye. That's right. How uh, come? <laughs> <laughs> Just. It goes back years, Gary. It's not a story you need to worry yourself <laughs> uh, Who come? You've got eight under 21 caps is what we've got written down here. I All mean, right. might stop. to see how many caps you got for the first team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're, it's under 21 caps we are looking for. Um, two clubs that are taking the SPFL to court are Hearts and Partick Thistle. Did I get one for that? No. <laughs> no. Had to get both of them right. So at Pitch Level with Maka, however, you've got five points. Oh! <laughs> there you go, huh? mate. How, <laughs> how did
7: they get five? I only got one right. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: You've you right?
7: oh, you done, you done all right. <laughs> no, be honest, I, I did pretty shit to be honest with you. <laughs>
2: you, did, you did do a that shake, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary, you know what, thanks you? for joining us, mate, and taking time out to talk to us. It's been great chatting to you, bud.
7: Pleasure, boys. That was a real pleasure. I really enjoyed uh, that. Thank you very we enjoy much. Enjoying the weather. Cheers, bud. Thank you. Bye bye. Nice, thanks, Thank Gary. You, guys. Bye bye. Right.
0: Football Daft. With G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com Right, troops,
2: I don't know about you, right? That was a crack show, but it's bailing out there. Do you all that? Right, go and get taps off and get a wee ah. Taps off, Toll, that's ah, it. Taps yeah, let's go.
4: There we go. Hey,
2: troops, I'll catch
4: you later. Well, it's toes we left it just to me. and he's, like, he's taps off and he's fucked up. Alfred <laughs> Stephen Clubton. I've been Grido, and uh, you've I been listening another edition of Football Daff. Roll the credits. Audio Frontier.